0: Encounters mold your life. Encounters set you up for the God purpose. Encounters will give you boldness to do what the Lord has called you to do. Encounters will take away every vague picture and make it clear. And I said that if you find out that somebody calls themselves a Christian and they are not able to do work according to the word of God, per adventure, they've never had an encounter with God. Maybe they went with the flow. But that there was this personal connection with their heart to God. It wasn't there. So most of the time when you find other people are struggling to walk in this um, manifestation you, there's, a, there's a difficulty because there's no you cannot like I was teaching on Thursday. I, talk about, I spoke about the voice of God and faith. I said you cannot hear the voice of God and say I wasn't sure. No. The voice will drive you. The voice itself will drive you. So it's the same thing with encounters. Encounters set you up to be able to do what you're doing. We are not here by mistake. We are not sitting here. Grace Army Church is not where it is by mistake, it is by divine sequential encounters. Hallelujah. Now, I said that there are four channels, in fact, five channels by which the Lord gives encounters. Number one, God himself. Number two, Jesus. And I said, in our day, Jesus may walk into your room, but rarely will he do that. But you you can have an encounter with Jesus by the word. When the word comes alive from the pages of scripture, it's an encounter with God. Number two, I said the Holy Spirit, he can reveal himself through two means. Two means. Uh, The fruits of the spirit and then the gifts of the spirit. And then I spoke about the one that God uses commonly is the messenger or the one He sends to you, like your pastor, your prophet, your apostle. Hallelujah. Those He can be an encounter. And I asked, How many of you have seen me in your dream before? And I had a few that lifted up your hands. It means that you had an encounter with God, but just that He decided to use. The man of God. You understand? And then the last one which I spoke about are angels. Praise the Lord. Uh Angels are also part of God's encounter. So we are going to look into that. But now, I want we started talking about the protocols to encounters. And I said, number one, you must do what? Love God, right? You must love God. You cannot tell me. God too is, he has emotions. And the Lord got angry. Anger is an emotion. So, if he cannot be hurt, it means that he shouldn't get angry, right? It is some form of hurt that makes him... Well, if I talk about anger, it's in the Old Testament and then the latter part of the world. That's where he will show his anger. By the way, please don't forget, when he destroyed the world in Noah's time, he used water. In fact, when you go back to Genesis 1: 1, one and there was darkness upon the face of the deep, right the earth became there was a previous earth which was destroyed by water, okay but he says in after revelations, when we go to heaven and he's coming to destroy he's not going to use water, he's going to use fire. hallelujah, so there's a difference you get it uh-huh. however, there'll be a distraction. Uh-huh. And that's why we are doing what we are doing. So that we can carry a lot of people to heaven. Praise the Lord. Now, so I spoke about the fact that you must love God. And I spoke about the fact that you must desire an encounter. I will say, wow, pe. You, have to love, you, you have to say that, Lord, I want to see your reality. I want to see you truly as you are. In your word, as you pray. Sometimes you can be praying and you feel the sense of God all around you. It is an encounter. Hallelujah. You want to see Jesus walk through the door first? No. Acknowledge his presence. It is part. Hallelujah. So, in, in talking about his, his presence, there's the indwelling presence and there's a manifest presence. Okay? Good. And, I, and then the last one, which I spoke about, I said, What? I said, What? You have to separate yourself. I said, When people are going to do nonsense, don't join them. Your life is different. Praise the Lord. I mean, you cannot say you're working with God, but you find out that there's a place where people are blowing air and you, you go and blow some. I say blow air, they blow smoke. You understand? If You join there. Eh? And I spoke, I spoke to you about how the devil will find ways and means of changing your focus. He, keeps, he, he knows that there's something called grace. Anybody who keeps looking to Jesus automatically becomes stronger. So, his focus is to shift your attention from Jesus. Somebody may be in church and may not be gifted, may not be blessed in any sense, but so long as they remain, the Lord, by his wisdom and by his supernatural means, finds ways and means of building the person up. So, you find out that whereas the person had a weakness, they come to God, after a while, you don't see it again. And it's not because they are sharp, but because God's grace keeps feeding and taking away chaff and leaving the wheat. Hallelujah. Now, before I go into the message, let me quickly say that because of all that I have said, if you are here and you see that we are young, but but there are cars parked outside. Don't say these people, they are rich. You are here because the Lord wants you to also afford one. Only a few people said "Amen." amen. And even that one, they said it in their hearts. Can I say something? If, if, if you go to a place and you find out that there are people who are like you but supernaturally they operate in a certain way and they familiarize themselves with you don't you get it that grace is rubbing on you? Hallelujah. So you don't get to a place of glory, of beauty, of splendor and run away. Once you get there and you find out that these are human beings, they also eat banku. Be there. Know that your life will be built up. I said, know, li- know that your life will be what up. now put your hand just here. Say, I, I will never be, never be afraid of the prosperity of God. <laughs> say, I embrace it, embrace. I will enjoy it, enjoy. and I will distribute it in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that? Yes. huh So now it gives me the chance to also talk about the next thing I want to talk about. And because of all that I've said, once you are in Christ, you cannot consider your past anymore. Did you hear what I said? Yes. My mother, when she gave men to me, I didn't have a father, and my father ran away. Me, and my father, he ran away. My father, he ran away. A mm-hmm. man, do you understand? Do you understand? I spoke to certain people, some people didn't understand. Did you understand? did you did you did you understand you didn't i said my father was not around but i'm here we are here we didn't die there's hope we are moving forward ah there is hope hallelujah so so please when you are in christ god now becomes your father And so you cannot say, because my father, my father, my father, I cannot do what I want to do. Please, it gets to a a time that one who has a father is actually equal to the one who didn't have a father. What what is the proof? I'm preaching the same message to those who don't have fathers here and then to those who had fathers. (laughs) Hallelujah. What it means is that God now becomes your father. You get it. So don't worry your life. I said, don't do what? Now focus on what God wants to do with you. Excuse me. You get it? Focus on what God wants to... And then focus there. Because when it happens that way, you can search for it. But when you keep worrying, worrying, because I used to worry. The team worried me for worrying. It's true. So I just hear. Yeah. It worried me, power. There was nothing I could do. I mean, when you keep re- re- thinking about it, it looks like, ah. Then you, you begin to create a deficiency in you that that actually does not exist. As a one you're in Christ, God assumes the position of a father and he will clear all the problems. So look at look at the man Joseph. 17 years he was sold into slavery. He gets into Egypt. The Lord begins to work on him. And he goes through ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs. But by the time the word of God tried him and the Lord put his glory on him, the people who sold him couldn't recognize him. May the Lord cause you to change in glory. I say, may the Lord cause you to increase in glory in the name of Jesus. When they look at you, may they not find you. Because, because may you become another man and another woman. Can I hear believing amen? Another resounding amen. Hallelujah. Now that I've let it go, let's enter the Zoom. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, so last week, the last point, which is separation. Separation is the practicality of the first two. You get it? If you truly say you love God and if you truly say that you want to experience God and you desire him, you will separate yourself. Like I said, why is it that do you know that Juju people fast? Do you know that the fetish people, they fast? Hello? You don't know. A guy went to a Babalao to help him for Juju. So when he went there, then they gave him everything. They told him that he would do dry fasting seven days. He said, My pastor gave me dry fasting. I ran away to come to you. You two are giving me dry fasting. <laughs> Hallelujah! Here. Yeah. Praise the Lord. You see, that's why I read Proverbs 18, verse 1. Proverbs 18, verse 1. Proverbs 18, verse 1. My love, fed your friend, the Melanie, your friend, all of a man who isolates himself, seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Hallelujah. Give me the King James. This is new King James. You see, this word isolation, people cannot be in isolation. When they are isolated, they begin to fear what will happen to them. Because a lot of people gain comfort in other people, but not in themselves a strong man will be in one place alone and be occupied. Are you in church with me? Through desire, a man having separated himself seeketh and intermedleth with all wisdom. With all wisdom. When you are not afraid to be alone, to separate yourself unto God, you are the one who is going to walk in the glory of God. A lot of people are looking for friends. A lot of people are looking for partners. A lot of people are looking for like, like it is said, please, if you want to marry, by you yourself, you cannot be on your own. Don't marry. Hello? You want to marry, but you don't know how to be independent in yourself. Don't marry. You kill somebody's child or somebody's son or somebody's daughter. And I was talking to my wife that a lot of people will marry people's bad parenting. Hallelujah. Did you get that one? Yes, you, uh, you've you seen a girl, she's beautiful. You've seen a guy, he's handsome. But you don't know that uh, behind that handsomeness or beauty, there is bad parenting. Uh-huh. So you two are going to marry. And that is why nobody can marry without having adequate information from God before you marry. You will enter with your preconceived idea and you will fall big time. Hallelujah. I'm saying this on authority. I said, anyone who does not find themselves in God before they marry, they crush other people. You know why? Because you derive, for, 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 you derive happiness from a man who is not designed to give you happiness. And people also go into marriage thinking that when I marry this person, this person must give to me, give to me, give to me, give to me. Marriage retreat, are you ready? i have enough information for you the thing is this when you marry like this kim you marry to give you marry to give you marry to give we don't marry to. i'm looking for a rich man wake up you are you rich hello don't be angry with me okay i'm teaching you what to help you you want to be in a marriage where the man is rich, but he has no regard for you because you have not contributed anything to his success. And you, have, you don't have a say in his matter. Besides, he had money before you came. He can dump you at any time. What did you bring? You came to chop. If you chop small, stand aside. Let another come and chop some. You have to understand as I'm speaking to you because I know I'm breaking chains in people's minds. Hallelujah. So, when you enter marriage, it is people who know how to separate themselves for the right purpose, who are eligible for marriage. So, let me go on to say that to marry late is better than to marry early and and just go through pain. Late marriage, which is correct, is better than hurrying into marriage and you go through pain. And you see, as a pastor, I don't want to stand before God and say, did you teach your marriage? yes did you teach truly everything yes but i when i got here i look at the person's nose so i was afraid so i jump it i will preach it all without fear or favor you know why you know why because truth sets free truth makes free are you here with me truth will liberate you will set you on course how did I land into marriage? <laughs> Let's focus. <laughs> Let's focus. Marriage retreat, I'm ready. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hurry up and marry though. Because marrying early with the right information will give you a better lifespan. And a better lifelong joy and happiness. You get it? Uh-huh. So, we have marriage retreats that we do every year. We started last year. This year, we'll be doing. Hurry up and marry. Let's enter that place. Hallelujah. Oh, that marriage retreat, we, we don't stay in church. Oh. We, the married people, we go away. And when we go away, we are not going to fast, though. We, we don't fast. No, no, no. We go to eat and eat. <laughs> Hallelujah. I eat church with me. Uh-huh. so please get your right information well master you don't get it I come from a poor home I need a rich man keep getting rich man you, you can't can become rich on your own you see you have to separate yourself on what is divine so that when God wants to touch you he can touch you well praise the Lord praise the Lord imagine if Esther had not been trained to separate herself unto God and Mordecai came to her and said save us She would say, ah, I'm in the palace. You can die for all I care. Do you understand? But because she knows what it means to separate, when Mordecai brought the news, she said, three days of fasting. You were a wife. You can't do three days fasting for your husband. You have failed already. Because there are things that can beat a husband. Only a wife can handle it. I'm telling you secrets. I said, I said, there are things that can bring down a husband. Only a praying wife can lift the husband. Are you in church? We are ready. So let's go into waiting on God. I want to talk about waiting on God. Because to wait on God is to separate on God. When you separate yourself and wait for God, this is what it means. It means that you are waiting to hear him on a matter number one number two it also means that you are waiting for to be empowered so that you can act that is what it means to separate yourself so i said to separate yourself is the practicality of loving god and to desire an encounter are you in chat with me uh-huh. so take me to isaiah 40 from verse 28 to 31 separation makes one sow good seeds of glory and revival anything that is dead in your life when you separate yourself unto god god will make it rise see don't sit under this anointing and tell me i don't know you don't have to wait for me to call for a fast before you begin to fast on your own you don't have to wait for me to say pray before you pray on your own. Look at the parameters of your life. Look at how things are going. And say, ah, this thing, I have to seek God about it. This thing, I want to pray about it. This thing, let me just thank God about it. This thing, let me just praise God about it. You have to set yourself to be able to be thankful to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, when you separate yourself, a lot of things happen. One of them is this. When we separate ourselves unto God, chaff is removed from our wheat. Do you know there are some people, when you begin to fast, they cannot be your friends anymore. Eh? When you fast, your spirit will begin to irritate them. Waiting on God. Waiting on God. It, it It will drive a demon to anger. When they meet you, they'll flare up without reason. Yes. Especially if you have a wicked boss, fast. And mention his name. I bring you before the court of heaven. You. I bring you before the court of heaven. You who is wicked. I bring you before the court of heaven. Before you notice, oh. And when God deals with such a person, they can't do anything. Separation Is one of the seeds of the spirit. Separate yourself unto God. Hallelujah. So in separating yourself unto God. There are so many ways. Number one like for example. You separate your ear unto God. Church are you here with me? You separate what? Some of you. You listen to God's song. When you finish you listen to devil's song as well. Hello. I'm telling you. I'm here telling you. Imagine if you sit in pastor's car, then you hear some singing. You hear pastor playing shatawale. Then pastor will tell you, you yourself, you doubt the pastor. Are you in church with me? I said, I will not dilute the truth. I'll tell you as it is. Because you must separate your ear. Your ear is a gate into your spirit. Your ear is a gate into your spirit. So you must separate your ear. The next thing you must separate is your tongue. And I said, something, I said. Nobody will know that you have faith. Except you speak and they hear. Because the channel by which we release faith. Which is in our heart. Is by our speaking. So when difficulty happens. What do you say? I'm dead. No. I can see light at the end of a tunnel this is how we speak so you must separate your mouth or your tongue onto speaking what is right praise the lord another thing that you must separate is your heart do you know that there are non-verbal communications there are people who would communicate with you with their body and they will say anything but your heart can hold that communication for years. What it means is that you have to be careful what you allow into your heart. For example, somebody hurts you badly. Say something hurtful to you. You have to be careful to let the person go. Because you are not, I will never forgive you. You are not, it's not the person. It's not the person. You are the one who Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you separate yourself, some of the hidden sins will come out to you. For example, anytime you read about sin in the Bible, David talks about iniquity. Iniquity, Iniquities are meditated sins, but not practicalized sins. Do you understand? It's like things you have taught in your heart, but they are not things you've acted on. David says, search my heart. If there is any iniquity there, take it out. Why? Because he knows that his heart must be pure. Are you in church with me? So, to check your heart is very, very critical. Now, I'm going to narrow it down to this. I want to talk about the other two gates. Let me talk anyway. One of the gates also is our sexual parts. Do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand? Yes. Only this side. Do you understand? Yes. Uh-huh. So, so, the sexual part is also a gate. And the enemy will like to, when you separate yourself, every gate in you must be separated unto God. It must be separated unto God. Hallelujah. Now, let's read. I want to stop here, in terms of the gates. But, understand that you cannot wait on God. If you are half-half, you must Sometimes, I need Do you know that some demons will live your life permanently by just fasting without prayer? Are you in church with me? For example, when you have a demon of anger, the listing, it makes flame come from your heart. <laughs> your, your tongue begins to spit fire fast. Hello? Somebody says, Pastor, I I don't eat already. I'm not talking about you not eating. Get up in the morning and say, today I'm fasting. Let's see whether it will be easy. Because anything you tag with God spiritually, the devil comes after it. So you can stay two weeks without food. But the day you say, today I'm fasting one day. 10 a.m. Your stomach will be rambling. Praise the Lord. So look at it. He says, has thou not known? Has thou not heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth, fainteth not, neither weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Mm-hmm. Even the youth shall faint, and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint this is the benefit of waiting on God praise the Lord I said "Is the best benefit of what please When you find out that somebody say, I am going to fast and pray. So they separate themselves unto God. Never call them lazy. Never call them lazy. I repeat, never call them what? Because you yourself, when you enter that realm, you find out that there is a war in your members and it is not easy. So in fact, I will tell you that A hard-working person or somebody who is serious with their life is somebody who knows that there is time to do secular work or physical work and there is time to come before God and wait upon him because there must be a renewal of your strength. Praise the Lord. Now let me go into this and begin to do a statistical teaching small. Understand that after the fall of Adam, man was built to faint give me 28 i said after the fall of adam man is naturally built to faint you don't forget the bible adam was in the garden all through he never heard of the word sweat but after the fall then he heard that there's something called sweat Peradventure adam was not sweating by the way let me give you a certain bonus do you know that the bible said that he had dominion over the air And over the land and over the animals in the sea, how could he have done that? It tells me that Adam could fly, Adam could survive under the sea. You could go into the whale, talk to the whale, it is saying, talk to the whale, boons, shark, everything, and come back. Oh, true. Do you get that? Is what it means to have dominance. I mean, if you and I in the river right now and we see that one they call the piranha or something, the one that comes, baby, you know, ha, we, will, we will fly out. It is after the fall. It's after the fall. So now we see that man after the fall is designed to faint. Now we faint in doing two things. When I come to church every Sunday to come and preach and I don't wait on God, I'll become dry. Do you understand? You understand? So when you do spiritual activities that are not regarded as waiting on God, you will dry. Like for example, I keep praying for people, I keep praying for people. It it will get to a time the effect you will see when I pray for you, you won't get it anymore. Why? Because I have to keep going back to God to wait on him. The next thing also that makes people dry is your day-to-day activity. The fact that you got up early in the morning, you were preoccupied with something, you were going to work, you come back, you think about the family, you help this one, you do this, you did. but By the time you're done, ah, you are fainting spiritually. You are fainting physically. So, every man faints in these two regards. Please, are you listening to me? Thank you. So, the Lord designed that Because of fellowship. The Lord never gave anybody permanent strength forever. Be it spiritual or physical. Because he wants you to keep coming back to him. To keep coming back to him. To keep coming back to him. So that he too can feed his fellowship. What God wants for every human being is fellowship. So look at what he does. The first thing he does is this. He puts a certain weakness in man. So that man can never survive if man does not fall on God praise jesus somebody so god's strength will never fail once a man is connected to him once you are connected it is a way by which your strength is renewed is a way by which god keeps coming back to you and pouring himself into you so when you find out that there's somebody the person has sat at home for three weeks ask them how are you living How are you living? Because let me show you. As a believer, there is an anointing that you alone can gain. It has its limitation. And as a believer, there is an anointing that is corporate that you can gain. Are you in church with me? Listen, Peter was locked up in prison. It did not take one man's prayer to bring him out. It took the church's prayer to bring him out. Are you here with me? Paul was was in prison. He said, "I am here with the brethren. We are praying for you." The collective anointing of the belief of believers helps to deliver a believer easily. But if you alone must stand and fight your battles alone, you have a long way to go. Why? Because the Bible says that "and one shall put a thousand to flight, but two shall put what?" How many thousands? Keep being alone, and if you have hundred million demons, no, demons are more and numerous than human beings on the earth. Are we not seven billions? Only seven billion, right? Seven billion souls, eh? You, you, you if you like, let me show you the activity of demons that prove to you that demons are more in your life, in a one man's life, eh? Than, than, than we are all together in this world. You can have one person have 2,000 demons living in him. They don't have anywhere to go. Are you in church? Are you in church? So, clearly, you are at a disadvantage once you stand alone. You will fight, Papa. You will fight, Pa. Oh. Sorry, but you fight. Praise Jesus, somebody. So, when we come to church, there is this collective ability that God puts upon us. And I know one thing for sure. I know the anointing. Especially when we are giving the closing benediction. There is a certain grace that rests upon everyone for the week. I know it. I know it. Hallelujah. Are you in church with me? So, something will happen to you. When you separate yourself to wait on God. Now, listen, separation gives the opportunity to regain strength as it as it is lost through activity. Separation will give you the opportunity to regain your strength as you've lost it through activity. Do you understand? Also, separation or waiting on God will give you the chance to have perpetual readiness for every battle. Because you see, how many of us know the next move of the devil? No one knows. In fact, it is during waiting on God that the Lord reveals the plans of darkness. So when you find out that there's a believer who says, eh, this church, church thing, this church, oh fine, we understand. Go your way. You can go. But I bet you. And especially when people think that because they have money, it covers everywhere. I, I begin to doubt. And I feel pity for them. Because you see, whilst you are... The devil is allowing you to make the money you are making. I bet you, he's taking something more vital in your life than you can imagine. He's the devil. He was here when your father was like you. Are you, are you in church with me? I'm not glorifying the devil. I just wanted to show that... Don't think that you are fighting a small boy... He's not a small boy. Do do you understand? I know you do. Without waiting of God, we have no way of regaining strength. Without waiting, without waiting, without waiting. Now, somebody will say, Pastor, what am I waiting? Should I go and hide somewhere for one month? No, I'm not saying that. Two weeks? No, I'm not saying that. that is, there, there are special cases for that. But that's not what I mean. But what I mean is that you dedicate a certain time in the month, in the week, to seek the face of God concerning your life. Now you understand why I make us fast at the end of every month? You get it now? Yeah, it is for your own benefit. So don't say, Pastor, I'll pay fast in the dodo. You don't get it. You don't get it, you don't get it because I, I want us to separate ourselves unto God so that we will not fail, we will not be weak, and we'll not be weary. He said, Has thou not known? Has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the heavens of the of the ends of the earth, fainted not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He said, have you not heard? He doesn't get tired. God doesn't get tired. So, the reason why he can keep giving you strength is because he doesn't get tired. He knows the way to make you strong. You can never be tired when you walk with God. Hallelujah. So, when you find out that a believer, I'm tired. I'm tired. Hey, Tommy, I'm tired. I'm t- Find out what is happening. Maybe you are not feeding yourself with the strength of God. Next verse 29. He giveth power to the faint. He gives power to who? Yeah, if you are weak, come to him. But a lot of people too don't like to come to him because they think that God's demands are weird or they are boring. And let me tell you one truth. I think that truly really so. Imagine if you have to fast. For example, you are waiting on God. You decide to sit in your room and pray. You finish praying after, let's say, two hours. Now the whole place becomes silent. Nobody is worrying you. Now the question that comes up is this. Eh, so, what next? And now you're, you begin to feel needles in your body. Go out. Have you checked the fire? Have you checked the soup on the stove? What about... Your phone have you received the message have you replied this you remember you said you called this person you haven't called the person you say you are waiting you you said you are doing what uh, now the devil will bring all manner of activities to you why because it is a way to keep you perpetually busy with the things of the world why because whilst you are waiting you are regaining strength in that simple atmosphere in that atmosphere of somewhat insignificant activities, not really doing much. You're actually gaining strength. Hallelujah. But the devil knows that so he'll do everything to shut you out. He said, he giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he you don't have might at all. He will not only give you, he'll begin to increase it. He'll not only do what? He'll begin to do what? May you receive strength. And may you increase in strength. In the, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So God gives strength or power when we've, we wait on him. Now the word power is the word koak. Amazingly, the word koak. It means the, the palm of a hand. Okay, the palm of a hand. It also means a firm fist or a firm hand. It also means to correct with the hand. So it means that it's like something that is broken, but you use your hand to remold it. So most of the time, when you are waiting on God, what God is doing is that he's using his hand to do what? Remold you. That is why you cannot wait on God. Listen, when a man is waiting on God, he has the best advantage of life. How many of us has fasted, have fasted three days dry here before? Let me see your hand. Let me see. Push it up. Push it up. Mm-hmm. Push it up. Three days dry. Three days dry. Okay. How many of you as here have not done it before? Let me see your hand. Let me see. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. You are in the right place. You are in the right place. I see you are what? You have to understand anything like that, the devil will fight you. He will make sure that you are not able to do it. He giveth power to, to the faint and to them that have no might. You don't have it at all. He will not only give, but he will increase strength in you. Now look at something. I said that it means to correct with the hand, right? So look look at what it says. It means God gives a firm hand to the fainted. When when you are tired and you go to God, God will now begin to lift you. In fact, he will put strength in you. You begin to do the things you are not. That is why pastors go for waiting. Because we dispense the anointing more than anybody pastor my head in the name of jesus anointing echo pastor my toe in the name of jesus anointing echo pastor my career in the name of jesus anointing echo we finished a crowd grace conference and i had to continue with the fast for about three days my wife and i will continue praying 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 why because i don't want to finish and be dry because the devil will come and fight you when he finds out that you are because of you. Other people are enjoying their lives. Because of you, other people have testimonies. Are you in charge with me? So when you enter the place of waiting on God, God corrects those things that are wrong in your life. The same verse 29, look at it. Those who have never experienced power. They begin to see power for the first time. Are you here with me? You don't know what it means to carry power. Ah! You don't know. When your enemy runs away from you. And say I can't stand you anymore. I can't stand you anymore. Oh God help me. Oh God help me. Because you beat them down dead. By the power of God. It is the power of God that you can use. That nobody will come and ask you. What happened? Why did you do that? Nobody can ask you. You beat them flawless. Hallelujah, here. Do you understand? I, I listen, never go in a month without fasting at least three days. That is human, that is my recommendation, human recommendation, pastor recommendation. But maybe some of you, God will say, Go two weeks. I you see, I'm media, I'll say, Three. You understand? Like, like in Grace Army Church, to be a pastor, every day you must not pray less than three hours. But if you go four hours, it's you yourself. Ah, do you understand? If you go six hours, that's how. But every day, three hours, flat. You can't go without three hours. Oh. <laughs> Are you in charge with me? Now, the word might, you see, he says, he, he gives it. And to them that have no might, right? He increases strength. The word might here is the word own. In, in Hebrew, is the word own. It means generative power generative power that is why when you begin to wait on god you don't know where prosperity all of a sudden comes from listen you can wait on god and when you don't have a job by the time you are done some of you you, if you like look at your life we finish some spiritual emphasis times and then you get a job You don't know. Because you don't know that whilst you are fasting and praying, there is a generative power that is creating doors, opening doors and opening things for you. May the Lord open doors for you. I can't hear you. May the Lord open doors for you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now listen, the word generative power is not only for generative power, but it means wealth. So what it means is that, Whilst you just go to wait on God and he's giving, he said the one who has no might. What he means is that if you, don't, if you don't have wealth, the Lord now begins to give you wealth. He will make sure you are no more broke. Check people who wait on God. Check people who pray. The Lord gives them. He keeps providing. Keep, you can never be mistaken when you wait on God. Am I teaching you something here? Yes. To wait on God is to, is to leave poverty behind. How can you be in the presence of a rich God and come out poor? It's an insult to him. As you are there, his riches begin to buff you. buff you. But you come out with riches. You don't know where... I, I, I told you the testimony last time. I was praying and I switched up my phone. I was still praying and my phone rang. It was a deliberate act because I decided that within that time, Nobody should call me. I switch off my phone deliberately. It's, it's not fluke, real. I put it off. My phone rang. for. I have so so and so for you. Right on waiting on God. May the Lord cause you to experience it. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Are you here with me? Yes. So, when you wait on God, wealth comes to you. Now, let me show you another one. The word, the same word, own. It means to produce offsprings. What do you lack that when you wait on God, God cannot give you? Ah. To produce offsprings. So, this word, he said, To them that have no offsprings, I, he will give you offspring. What did what the missionary Listen, come to the place of understanding. There is so much power in seeking the face of God, waiting and separating yourself unto Him, and see the power of God come out for you. You will not fail. You will never fail. I know it. I have not failed. Hallelujah. Do you know the other part? The last meaning is to produce substance. To produce substance. Waiting on God. Waiting on God. Waiting on God. Hallelujah. Waiting on God. (laughs) To wait on God. Gives generative. And productive power. Give me verse 30. I know I'm teaching good. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly do what? Now look at something. Everyone here qualifies in this scripture. Hello. Everyone here does what? Oh, yeah, yeah, you are qualified in this scripture. He said, even the youth, are you not a youth? Uh, Even the young men, don't say, Oh, I'm I'm not a man. You are part. It's Bible language. It means together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you not a young man? Every day you're a boy a girl, say I am. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you see that you are a youth. And he says something. He says, Even the youth shall faint and be weary. If, 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 you get tired. You get tired. Let me show you. People are born into life circumstances they don't have control over. People are born into places. They, they always wish Obama was your father. Any. Yes, any. Any. Yeah. Somebody which down good. David's dad was his dad. Like, I go spend money. You go spend. Go spend. So, naturally, <laughs> naturally, naturally, you find out that we faint and we become tired to be weary means to be worn out you are worn out you can see a young guy who wearing trousers a business and who for him na because our break you can see a young guy who shirt shirt and can blue i had that is blue because a real shirt a you can wear you can see somebody wearing a black polo shirt but here is red From the sun rays. He has walked and walked. Selling and selling. But how much does he get small? Listen. I said there is weariness and tiredness. Fainting in youthfulness. There are things that will beat your mind. You will be tired from thinking. Naturally. Every human being. So. You will find out that. The rich man's son is worried about something. The poor man's son is worried about something. It is the plan of the devil to beat every youth. So look at it. He said, even the young man. Why does he say even the young men? Because young people are regarded as people who have energy. So they are not supposed to get tired. But he said, even they, they will become feeble and tired. And the best of them will come to the end of his strength. They cannot produce as they are supposed to produce. They are tired. It's not their fault. Look at this weather system. I mean, when you hear our fathers, they'll say, oh, you were born in the wrong time of the world. Why? When we were, at our time, we used to buy milk, 50 pesos. Now you buy milk, 6 cd, 7 cd. Are you here with me? I mean, I gave somebody 30 grand. I said, oh, this one is kinky money. I said, ah, it's not paye money. Say said, no, no, it's kinky. I can't get at my end. One is four. I can't, I can't finish three. <laughs> do, you, do you understand? I said, we are built to be tired. That is how the system is. So, when you keep relying on your youthfulness, your youthfulness, your youthfulness, you get tired and grow old. By the time I a I know I break from time I'm a young man. See, Give me King James. Give me, take me back to King James. He said, you'll become feeble. He said, even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly... They will fall. You will fall. Don't say, I'm a young man. I have a bright future. We know. But it is only bright in Christ. Because he's the light of the world. If you don't have his light shining on you, you will still walk in darkness. Mm-hmm. Can I quickly say this? Jesus has done everything for the believer but it takes a, somebody who knows it and say, I agree with you and I will take it by force that gets it. I, You didn't hear that one. I said, you are determined to walk in the realities of God's blessing. You are the one who will enjoy it. But somebody will say, Hey, when I go to the pool, somebody jumps before me. Jesus is not like that. Oh. The whole pool is big. Everybody can jump into it. If you jump, you get your thing. But some people are just standing there observing don't rely on your ability you will fail he said you will faint fainting is part of being youthful go to the nightclub come back from the nightclub go to work come back from work go and play basketball come back from basketball eat sleep go back again so the routine starts from friday uh, finishes on sunday So Monday, you get up, you just wear, because you are young, energy is there, you just go. Hey. Then I became born again. Then I understood. I can't use this energy for the world and not use it for God. So you know what I do? I no Friday meets me on my bed all night. If I don't have if my church didn't organize all night, I go to another church all night. Because I didn't know. Do you understand? And I kept on doing it. Ah! Then I understood that I was speaking wrong doctrine. I asked the Lord, what is happening here? He said, sit where you have been planted. Sit there. Sit there. Then I stopped going. So he said, I said, what do I say? Now go to the park. Go and pray yourself. So if church is not having all night, I go to the park. I pray. I said, you become tired. I'm telling you, you become tired. Don't rely on your strength. Now he says, I took my time to talk about that part because you are young people. We are all young here. Hallelujah. Now, look at what he says. The word wait is the word kava. Kava. Q-A-V-A-H. Kava. Now, look at what it means. It means to expect. Verse 30. Let's say verse 30. Verse 31. Give me verse 31. Let's be at verse 31. This wait, hallelujah. It means to expect. It means to look for, it means to linger. So those who wait are those who are expecting, those who are looking for and those who linger. When you linger, it means that you stay arise like, I'm there. Oh, I'm there, I'm here. Why go? I'm here? I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. You are lingering. Hallelujah. You are like flame. Hello, I say you are like what? You get the picture. Well, the way you are laughing means you get it. There you. you are like flame. Hallelujah. They spit you up here. They want you to go, but once you land, if they stay. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you in church with me? But the thing that amazes me about the word wait is this. It means to collect. Praise the Lord. This word wait, it means to collect. It also means to cord. (laughs) It also means to gather. It also means the cord that is used to bind the sheaves. Now, I'm entering into the real meaning of the word. Are you here with me? When you wait on God, you are the one who has the cord that is used to bind the harvest. When you wait on God, you are the one who has the cord to bind the harvest. In those days, when they are going, they go to harvest the wheat, the rice and those, things. you see that they cut it from the root, Right? And then they bind it together, so they carry the whole sheaf to the mill to go and work on it. It's the same thing I'm talking about. So when, when the, the Lord says wait, because when you wait on God, you are the one who is giving the strength to cord or the cord to bind the sheaves and carry the harvest home. That is why you cannot say I'm waiting on God, but I'm poor. It's not true. I've waited on God. I'm oh no no, it's not true. Praise the Lord, God Almighty. It also means to hold back the enemy. (laughs) It also means to collect refreshment. (laughs) You cannot say you are walking with God and you are the same way you came 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 2 years ago. No. 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 No cannot happen he said they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up are you with me when we wait on god we collect and gather blessings from place to place without waiting chances are that we shall never collect refreshment when you look at certain people they are not refreshed they are tired especially the mothers they are tired from the busyness of of this world, the families. They are tired from taking care of children, pleasing the husband, pleasing this, doing this, doing that, doing that, doing those, so, so, and so, and so. So by the time they are done, they are just exhausted. But in every sense, they are exhausted. By all means, they are exhausted. But please listen to me. I say it and I say it again. I said, when you wait on the Lord, divine strength comes to you. You will never fail. You cannot fail. Hallelujah. To wait on God is for our benefit. To wait on God is for our benefits. The same verse 30 now. He said, renew. And they that wait upon the Lord shall do what? I the Lord led me to look at this specific word because they have things they do. Hallelujah. The word renew is the word shalaf. Or shalaf. Hallelujah. Now listen to what it means. It means to pass on quickly. To sprout anew. So when you begin to wait on the Lord and the Lord brings renewal, anything that is dead passes on quickly. Anything that causes pain passes on quickly. Anything that worries you passes on quickly. You will never linger in the place of pain and worry for a long time. No, 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 no. Once you wait on God, the things that are supposed to give you headache, they roll. They walk away. They cannot stay. They won't stay. They won't stay. It won't stay. Church, I say it won't stay. Hallelujah. But the one I like, it means to sprout anew or to sprout again. Mm. To change and become better. This word, renew. So when you wait on God, you are changed and you become better. You become a better version of who you are. Church, Waiting on God is the primary way by which every human being can restock, regain lost grounds. It is waiting on God that pushes the chaff of the devil out of vitality Do you know it? Do you know it? Are you here with me? The devil wants to give you fatality, finish him, obey your But look, he says, They that wait. So, if you are young, this scripture even applies to you more because he said, When you are young, you think you are young. He said, But he said, You will faint and you will utterly fall. But he said, They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew, they shall sprout anew. Can you imagine? something say i won 't let you grow, you go and wait on God, then you begin to sprout anew listen to what he says <laughs> in the Hebrew this is the sense it carries it is the place of exchanging your weakness for the strength of God. it is the place of exchanging your weakness for the strength of god so so when when I stand in the presence of the lord and i begin to pray i begin to talk to god lord this is my situation this is what i'm going to it's okay cool that is my specialty i i like nonsense things and i change it and make sense out of it i like bad things i'll take away the bad i'll give you the good then god begins to renew your life and more being here one day fasting no one can say ah it's not true hello you see it's not what not true. Everyone who comes before the Lord and waits, even if it is one minute, that, that, that person takes something from God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Waiting brings a new beginning and kills a ba, uh, an old bad system. Waiting brings a new beginning and kills an old bad system. Praise Jesus. Yes. By the way, let me say this quickly. Waiting on God will make you pass through hindrances quickly. <laughs> your, your difficult times, they don't last. TMA, listen, when you are, your family is going through hard times and you wait on God, you won't last in that place. You will flow through quickly. But, but when you relax, you begin to use your own strength. Let me find, let me, you will, you will suffer. But when you, you wait on God, it, it is as though you didn't even go through hard times. May the Lord bring you out of every difficulty. I say, may the Lord bring you out of every hard situation. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord bring you to the place of strength. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This word, he said they shall mount up, right? Mount up is actually one word. I don't, I don't want to talk about it because I want to talk about walk and not faint. So there's mount up, eagles, walk, And not faint. Hallelujah. And those are a lot of notes. I have a lot of notes here. So I'm going to leave mount up. But mount up simply means to become like a furnace. To be triumph. That's what it means. Hallelujah. Now, this word ego, amazingly, I look at the word, but it's actually not an ego. Hello? Listen, listen carefully. I really want you to catch this. Before I move on, before I, I, I stop preaching or teaching, the word ego is the word nashar or nashar. It is it is the it means that which cuts open. Hello. That's which does what cuts open. So it's like when it cuts, then he opens it. So when the writer, the writer or the translator to English saw that they said, and they shall mount up with wings. He assumed that he meant that an eagle. Hello. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? Are you listening? So, he, he, the writer thought that it could mean that in English he was talking about an eagle. But that's not what it means. This is what it means. He said, anyone who waits upon the Lord, they renew their strength, they mount up, and they begin to cut open. Now, There are three things that cut cut open. Number one is the angels of the Lord. Number two is the very believer who is waiting upon the Lord. Because in this context, he's talking about the person who waits on the Lord. So what he means is that you begin to cut open hindrances that stop you. So when you go into the Hebrew and begin to look at the word nasha, it is not a bed. It has an unfounded root. So they think that because in contextually, because you will fly, it means that it is a bird. Are you in church with me? I'm taking you to Bible school. small. Are you ready? Okay, now let's go. Quickly, let me close. So it is that which cuts open. And I said that angels cut open and then man cuts open. But look at something carefully. This word Nashar means the seed of God is giving strength to be a leader. To cut open. It means the seed of God in you is giving strength to have leadership or lordship. What else here? When a man waits on God and you pray to God, you don't become second in command anymore. Am I talking to somebody here? you you and people you are fight people are fighting you you will come on top that is how it is your strength is in waiting on god it is not in you it is in waiting on to wait on god is to be weaponized in the hands of god so you become the weapon God uses. He will cut things. Cut people. Cut systems. Destroy things. Hallelujah. Please rise up to your feet with me. Hey. Baribalo